Hey. Welcome out. Hey, welcome out to Third World Linux, episode 58. 58. Yep. Uh, the perfect Linux distro revisited. <laughs> we are gonna look back on what is the perfect the Linux, perfect Linux distro. Like, distro? <laughs> The perfect Linux distro, and uh, which an episode we did episode eleven, episode like 11. almost two years ago. Yeah, almost two years ago. Wait, uh, yeah, two thousand thirteen, huh? Yeah. Uh, my name is Ag. I'm Zhao, and, and this is Third World <laughs> Linux, and we discuss things in the context of our experiences and our lives here in the Philippines. The third. Welcome to the third world. I so actually really such like that. the name as such the name third world Linux. Yeah, so uh back in 2013 episode 11 we decided to uh theorize what we thought the perfect Linux distribution would be for our particular use cases. And uh I figured um I would change mine a little bit like Tweak it just a little bit, add a little bit here and there. Uh, so, you know, figure that, just look back and uh, see if it still stands, if we want to expand on any of the criteria that we have, that sort of thing. Especially the, the changes that are happening right now in, in Linux. <laughs> yeah, and like my own personal use cases as well, because I no longer have the time to like really dig into... <laughs> you know, I told you, I told you, right? Like that is why. Let's should we begin with that? Uh, okay. Let me start first. One of the let's start from the bottom down because um, one of the things in our in my list of what a perfect Linux distro is a brainless install because I want it quick, I want it fast, I want it there, I want it working. Yeah. While yours was exhausted installation process. <laughs> I still stand by that though. I still stand <laughs> okay. by an exhaustive installation process. Uh with b- because mm-hmm. I want to get as much done in the installation that way I'm not doing stuff later After. on. Uh excellent point, excellent right? point. So, yeah. And, you know, like um I I want to have all of the options there. That way you can just check 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 go. I guess that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what, that was my thing with the brainless install, right? Like, my dream install is when I did Linux Lite, or, oh, no, no, another Linux distro that we did way back where, oh my god, they pretty much presented me with the checklist. This is the dream. We are living at the apex of humanity right now. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> a distro that just gives me, okay, do you want these, 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 and these? Alright, here you go. <laughs> Uh, We're installing it now. What's it like, is, oh my god! What's it is doing oh. something like that? Um, the Ubuntu. Uh, th- there was like some controversy around this in the past couple of weeks, where the Ubuntu Mate project or the, the Ubuntu Mate edition or whatever is doing away with the software center altogether and building their own thing. And um, if I understand it correctly, what they're trying to build is going to be something that's more akin to um, the first run, the first run script on Crunchbang. So, like when you open it up, it's like, oh, do you want GIMP? Oh, do you want this? Do you want that? Oh yeah, there you go. Crunchbang was that? Like, it's a choose your own adventure thing. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Mate is going to be doing something like that. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, I really didn't like the software center at all. So I'm hoping that they do something really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like the concept behind the software center. It's sometimes, you know, the execution. Yeah. So uh, exhaustive installation process. Uh, robust repositories. I think I still stand by that. I mean, you know, software availability is a thing. So <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Yeah. Which, um, which, which by definition makes my perfect Linux distribution not Stallman approved. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Because, like, I was looking through the list of the Free Software Foundation's approved distributions. 
and you know the big ones aren't there uh the reason that they don't say approve of debian is because debian has the choice to put in the non-free repo which you know there are things we actually need that <laughs> is part of the non-free yeah so like you know like well yeah well technically you don't need the mp3 codec <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but it's sort of this going to make listening to this podcast easier. <laughs> you know, um I, I guess in the same way that you don't need a car. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can download the car. <laughs> if you can download a car that'd be part of my perfect Linux distro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good GUI package manager for you. What do you mean by a good GUI package manager? Again, something brainless. <laughs> like something I just... Uh, I can't remember how I explained this during that time. Like, I just want the UI for everything. <laughs> Wait, so like, um, so say if you... Like, should it have a storefront necessarily? Or would something like... Uh, mm. What was the name of... I don't really use GUIs to, like, install software. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. That's why I was telling you. The software center could have been great, but... or But then there's, um, like, um... There's, like, the GW package installer, which is... Yeah. There's that. Or do you mean something like the synaptic package manager, which sort yeah, of synaptic attaches and GW, to... Yeah, synaptic those things. People. Okay. That's why I, I like using those things. But um, I will admit, though, the the past two years... I haven't been really using a GUI for package management. Because it's easier to type in sudo app get install GIMP. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I will concede to that one. Yes. It's just easier to, yeah. You just have to look up on dot dot go like, okay, what's the program I'm looking for? Okay, right. All right. Here it is. Go. Or just open up a terminal and fire it up. Yeah. Uh, another so, another thing you can do, right? Yes. Um, if you want to, like, say, um, I'm, I'm trying this out. Uh, apt dash cat cache search. Uh, photo editor. Oh, cool. Right. Open up a terminal right now. Mm-hmm. Type in apt dash cache. So C A C H E. Wait a minute. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. Okay. Uh, wait, I'm having technical difficulties. My mic is spiking. Okay. So, uh, is it? I, oh, because I moved the netbook closer to the freaking mic. It picked up the noise. Okay. That's all good. Hi, AG. You should have plugged in the power. <laughs> Because he suck. <laughs> ah, let's pretend it's happening right now. <laughs> Where's my socket? Come on. Wait, wait, wait. So, like, but 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 then you're still recording, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Theoretically, what does it do? Because <laughs> I can't open uh, technical difficulties. I can't open my netbook right now. Right. It's it's pretty much like a repo search. Oh, right. App so, cache search, and then you just type in whatever it is you're searching for. So, like, I typed in app cache search photo editor, and the first thing that came out was GIMP. Uh, thing is, though, how trustworthy are the tagging of that? Like, <laughs> uh, you get what I'm saying? Like, um, say, okay, okay, let's uh, use image editor GIMP showed up, right? Yeah. Um, use image manager. Uh, image manager. Ooh, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see mm. what pops up. Image manager. The- uh, compass, file roller. Ah, uh, see, there you go. I'm trying to look for dark table. Huh. Is, is dark or table image management? Is dark table available on the repo? <laughs> is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> dark table. Uh, yeah, it is, huh? Virtual light table and dark room for photographers is the description. See? Yeah. 
Now, that's going to be my issue with that. Yep. So, I guess it's a tagging thing. But then, I don't know, that's just like a an option. Yeah, but at least the option exists and something that can be utilized. Yep. All right. Uh, where were we? <laughs> okay, so so your, uh, your next one was a good community. Still is. Still you know? stands. <laughs> that's never going to change, I think. Personally, that's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Because again, I told you how I search for uh, for programs, right? Look it up on DuckDuckGo, <laughs> see whatever people respond to, and search it up and type it up on a terminal. All right. So I don't think yeah. for me that's never ever going to change anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, unless our robot overlords are, you know, <laughs> because everybody's using Windows 10. <laughs> Ooh, it's free, free upgrade. Ooh, yeah. Is it? You know what gets free upgrade? Everything that's Linux. <laughs> Everything except Windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. My next thing was sustainability. Okay, I don't remember what's your point with sustainability. I mean, <laughs> that sounded wrong. <laughs> I, re- I can't remember why you said sustainability. There you go. Why did I say sustainability? Um because I wanted to be sure that the distro wasn't going to like die, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like um, what was what was the name of that distro? Like, like um, Hannah Montana Linux or whatever, whatever it was, is <laughs> um, is not on the short list of the perfect Linux distros. <laughs> or you know, Hannah Montana Linux. There's actually a Hannah Montana Linux. Was it Hannah Montana Linux? I'm not sure. Let me let me look that up. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. Like it's that- part of strange and disturbing distros you probably don't want to try. Hannah Montana Linux. Right? Because that's like a Oh my god. Yeah. Ubuntu Satanic Edition. Wow, okay. There's a community for everything, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would, I would think though that, say, like, Hannah Montana Linux or whatever, or like the Satanic Edition, like, <laughs> even though these are, like, jokes, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, I wouldn't put them in the short list because they aren't, like, a sustainable thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah, like, this is oh, based sorry, off of 12.04, got, right? I, I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked because right now I'm just looking at, aside from, like, here's the thing, uh, for strange disturbing Linux distros you don't want installing. The first one is Ubuntu Satanic Edition. Yeah. And then there's a Christian then, edition, right? The Hannah Montana, huh? Uh, yes, yes. What, what, what? Hola, hola. Like the Hannah Montana Linux, which is KDE <laughs> and KDE that's Hannah Montana. It's Hannah Montana theme KDE, which yeah. is for kids. Together with it is that's why I'm I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Red Star OS. Well, that's which the, is North, the North Korean distro, one, huh? Yeah. And Apartheid Linux. <laughs> Fuck, that's terrible. <laughs> exactly. Like the absurdity of all of this is you have in the same level of satanic and racism and sheer evil regime is Hannah Montana. <laughs> well, you know. I, I do find that funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, there's an apartheid Linux. Oh my God. Yeah, shit. Oh my God. Wow. That's, wow. The, uh, okay. that's a very special kind of hate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's free and open source. <laughs> yeah. Was it? It's, uh, if you And again, yeah. it's an extreme example of what I, what I, when I said a good community, right? You're racist? Satanic? There's a distro for you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. And if you like dogs, there's Puppy Linux. Hey now. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Man, Puppy Linux is really good. It really is. I'm not sure if uh, dog lovers would actually like puppy Linux, but you know, hey, it's a puppy. And then anyway, let's go back to um, what we were discussing. Yep. Right. Fast. That was for me. Fast. Uh, I guess. But then that's like a relative thing, though, because it depends on depends on the hardware. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can 
make any sort of judgment on the speed of a distribution. No, no, not necessarily. How it performs with a given set of hardware. Like, uh, what do you call that? Not Voyager. Oh, this, the distro. Why do I always keep forgetting that? The distro my sister used. Elementary. Elementary. <laughs> Elementary didn't perform well on my netbook. Yeah. That's why the, the requirement I have is a smooth, a right mix of speed and sexy. Like, it actually has to look good at the same time perform well given the hardware that you have. Because, again, third world. Yep. Like, the access to hardware here, like, an extreme case, at least we live in a city where we could get good hardware. Or at least, uh, given our financial, given, uh, like, money, <laughs> we have access to it if we have the money for it. But move to a province or move to an isolated island, where the hell are you gonna get a good computer? Unless you're gonna bring it over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. that's why, you know. Which means elementary is already out if you're going to uh, like put up a distro like that. Like Linux Lite would probably fit in because you know netbooks sub like sub two hundred dollar netbooks can run it smoothly, which is great already for students at a public school. Yeah. Um, somewhere out in the mountains, and it could connect nicely on the internet. You know. Well, I totally forgot to mention at the top of the show that. Uh, we're doing this because we're going to be doing a couple of distro reviews in the coming months. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Which should be fun. Which should be fun. Yeah. Because what's his name? Yeah, we didn't, we should have, we should have put that on top. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Because, uh, Ironic Gamer was asking us to talk about SteamOS. <laughs> ah. It's like he he wants to build up his own rig for Steam OS, his own box. Yeah, to keep the Steam OS. Why the hell not? I'm like, you know. yeah, and then um, we have a request to do a Peppermint <laughs> OS, uh, third, and we're gonna give all of those third world treatments. Yep. So you know I've, we have to revisit and yeah. have to update if what we think back then is still the same now. Yep, it's two years. So is it when was this released? Uh, 2011, October 2011. October 2013. Uh, yeah. 2013. Two- Sorry, why did I say 2000? Because it's episode 11. Sorry. It's episode 11. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> yeah, so. 2011 you know. was when I was discovering Linux, so I can't have been doing a podcast on it. <laughs> 11. What was it? Uh, 11.10, I think, was my first Ubuntu. It was either 11.10. Really? Yeah, it was either 11.10 or 12.04. I think it's 12.04. Anyway. This you're the one who showed me, like, hey, man, Linux. I'm like, dude. <laughs> uh, you were the one that showed me, hey, man, Linux. In, yeah. what, 2010? 2009? 2009. Yeah, it was... You like dismissed it. 904, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's go back. Nostalgia trip. Um, yeah, so smooth for you, a right mix of speed and sexy. <laughs> sexy meaning it should look still nice <laughs> yeah because like so, something that um something that I want to like add is uh like it has to like the the, the defaults have to look good yeah right because uh, XFCE right out of the box <laughs> is just it very basic like- as like the, as like people in the fashion industry call it it's very basic <laughs> It looks like it's uh, not even minimalist. It? No, it looks like uh, Windows ninety eight. Yeah, it looks like a Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Very basic. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, yeah. I guess I, I guess that's something that I want to add. Though. Like, it has to look good in its default because. Uh, but then this this of course is subject to the arch exception, and. Oh yeah, like it's subject uh, to the arch. Yeah, ha- we have to have that posit. Yeah, it's uh, what do you call this? We have to have that as a <laughs> an asterisk. There's always the arch exception, at least when it comes to that, because like no matter what you say, I absolutely love arch. Um, and I'd like to think that gnome straight like right out of the box looks pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Could use a bit more. Like, you, you do have to open up a couple of extensions. Or you, you do have to install a couple of extensions to make it really usable, but... Eh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'd, li- I'd like to say the same for Crunchbang as well. 
I think it looks really good, but you know, you have to put a little bit of changes here and there to suit how you use the actual desktop. Yeah. <laughs> because the actual usage of a desktop is quite different. But we love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Crunchbang will be missed. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that Crunchbang Plus Plus like you know, takes off. Yeah. Um customizable. Uh yeah, stand by that. Customizable. But then that's sort of like a must. <laughs> but that's like a gimme though, because like by definition Everything that you tack on to Linux is customizable. It's only really like BSD that became the lockdown Mac OS X. Shots fired. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. <laughs> but is there really, what, what do you think, uh, or what, cause I'm trying to recall why you said customizable. I have no idea why. <laughs> Be- because um because I built the entire I-, I built all of my criteria from the ground up to suit Arch. It's like <laughs> <laughs> like I had already decided that Arch was the perfect distro. <laughs> well, for me, I'm still in search for it. Yeah, but uh, for my case, I want to strike out intuitive graphic user interface. Okay, and just leave it as a good desktop environment. Like by default, like the. But the thing is, is there a bad desktop environment? Well, there's a bad implementation of a desktop environment, I'd think. There you go. I guess there you go. So, like a good implementation of the default desktop environment? <laughs> that's, so, that's so convoluted. <laughs> uh, otherwise What's known as uh, otherwise known as good desktop environment. <laughs> uh, a good desktop environment, and then in brackets. Implementation. <laughs> Vis-a-vis. Jeez. <laughs> uh, that's so contrived. Because um, what I mean to say is that the user wouldn't feel stupid using it. Oh. That's actually really good. He's not... Yeah. He's not gonna ask, um, what the hell is this for? Yeah, yeah. Or like, when he clicks the clock, it should show a calendar. Right, OSX? (laughs) (laughs) When I click the clock and the date, it should show a calendar, right? Right? No. (laughs) Users shouldn't feel stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Or, Or dumbfounded, like, oh my god, where is this blah blah blah? Or, I can't find this and that. Which I will admit, when I was using Crunchbang first, it happened to me. Like, OMG, this is too much. Yeah, yeah. You have to sort of ease your way into it. Yeah. Or, but it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, oh, you're not gonna touch this ever again. La 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 la. Like, finger wagging, Dune is not hard sci-fi type of uber nerdism needed. <laughs> More of, uh, you know, like, okay, we do, um, like, if, if, if Crunchbang was a person, he'd be like, hey man, and like, yeah, uh, I'm a bit different, y'all, but I know you can cope. You can float. <laughs> right? 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 Like, he's a, Crunchbang is a cool guy. God, Crunchbang. <laughs> different, but not really trying to be rebellious. He's not there to, we're gonna change everything. No, like, yeah, give it a try, man. Cool. Like, <laughs> God, I really love Crunchbang. Yeah, we do love Crunchbang. <laughs> Come on, plus plus. Do it. Uh, so like that's pretty much our criteria, huh? But reviewing it, I think I got to remove a good GUI package manager. <laughs> I just substituted to uh, use DuckDuckGo <laughs> because so that's something I really didn't live up to. Like in the past two years, right? Yeah. That's that's something like I we said we came up with we have to come up with five but of all of the criteria that they have it's the four that I really lived up to all throughout the past two years and I guess even back then. Mm. And, so uh, let's remove for me for my case let's remove a good GUI package manager. <laughs> uh, then the most important the most important thing is it has to be third worldable. And what do we mean by third worldable? 
There's always that magical question. Uh, it has to run on shit hardware. <laughs> Norm, I'm not sure if this is already said in Bodega Nights or, or other podcasts, but Norm already said it best. Like, oh, uh, like when he watches some videos, like, or, or some like reviews, like, yeah, it's it's now cheap to buy external hard drives. They're only around a hundred dollars nowadays. <laughs> like, a hundred dollars. <laughs> Cheap? That's one month's salary. <laughs> That's half a month's salary. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, you know, the ratio, not, is it ratio? Exchange rate is still really difficult and tough. It's the, uh, what, what's it? Um, yeah, I, I keep on, I keep on mentioning this in all of our shows. Um, the percentage that it takes out of your monthly salary or your annual salary. <laughs> like, that's it, man. <laughs> That's, that's the struggle. The struggle is there. Trust the struggle. Yeah. So it has to be that. Like, for me, it has to be easily understood by someone who has little or no literacy as well. Yeah. Not just has to work on shit hardware, but someone who has no idea or has little idea of reading and writing if they could use a good distro. Mm. That's too much, I guess. That's an extreme example of being third-worldable. But say if I hand this to a kid in a public school who hasn't even been connected to the internet and I hand him a keyboard and a mouse or my netbook right now and then he looks at DuckDuckGo and searches for what is your most favorite thing ever? He says, I like watching basketball, Googles uh, basketball and sees all the wealth of information and then from then customizes his distro, his netbook into a basketball themed Linux. So, <laughs> basketball Linux. For me, that's, that's it. That's, that's the magic of computing that Linux can do. Because, again, it's free and open source. I mean, I'm not saying other OSs can't do that, but you know, you have to pay. Yeah. So, you know. Basketball Linux. Oh. Okay. So it's, uh, any basketball games for Linux, not, um. <laughs> I was wishing it was, uh, Linux basketball distro. <laughs> yeah, but, then, um, but then when it comes to like reviewing distributions, I I, th- I think it'd be worth mentioning who the distribution is aimed at. For. Yeah, who the distribution is for. Um, whether or not we sort of fall into that category of user. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not for us, we're not. We're gonna have a hard time liking it. Yeah. Because like, that's mm. that's why I'm having a hard time liking Arch. Yeah, and um, that's why I have a hard time liking Kubuntu. <laughs> yeah, it's the little things like that. That isn't to say they're bad distros, because Arch is they're not fucking amazing. Amazing, <laughs> I know how amazing it is, but for the life of me, I don't want to touch it because when I touch it, I'm not gonna do anything else ever in my life anymore. Like, there goes your weekend. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I'm going to add that one. Oh, like, I'm just going to be like that the entire weekend. I'm going to be so happy. My girlfriend's going to be so angry <laughs> because I'm not talking to her. I'm going to be talking, chow, chow, chow. I could add this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, look, look, look. My gimp is smoother by 20%. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all about the user repository though with Arch. Like, as long as, like, if there's, if there is a piece of software that's available on any Linux distribution, it's probably in the user repository. So, like that's that's um why part of why I love Arch that A U R. Well, actually, another thing that um another thing that uh I I look at, but then that that, that I'd like to include, but isn't feasible. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is whether there's a good upgrade path. What do you mean? Like, if it's... Like, um... Uh... B- because, like, if you... Like, like, to get from 1404 to 1410 to 1504 to 1510. Like, is there a good, uh... Upgrade path? <laughs> you just repeated the same thing! Yeah, um... You know... Like, what was it? Fedora has this tool called FedUp, where you go from one Fedora version to the next, Right? Um, like I, I've tried to do that with Ubuntu, but it ends up like breaking something. 
So the solution oh, is nuke okay. and pave, right? Like, okay, so that you don't need to nuke and pave. You just need to, you know, uh, based on like on your desktop, just upgrade, then go. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like um, how OS X does it. Uh, but then, like the thing about OS X is there's like this, like it it doesn't clean up after itself, you know? Yes. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh. Yep. It's not gonna be it. It's all the bloat is gonna be in there. Yeah. It's gonna be bloated as hell. It's and I know you. You don't like it that way. And uh, honestly, I'm telling you, like, I'm going. I'm taking it a notch higher because a notch lower because before I was telling you like. I'm okay with so much bloat, I could remove it. And then it's not that it's just so much work. It's just that the moment you get your computer, it doesn't perform as much as how you want it to. Yeah. So like, And that's where the bloat gets annoying. Yeah, so that, that's uh that's why I love rolling distributions. Because like that's why I love Arch. That's why I run Debian Sid. Because like it's install once and keep on running indefinitely. Yeah. Like to me, I, I think that's what quote unquote stability is, right? And like the way the general Linux community defines stability is Debian, you install it and it's never going to break. Like that's mm-hmm. the definition of stability. But I submit that to the end user, stability is install once, forget about it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Fire and forget yeah. pretty much. Cause, uh, yeah, it's already, th- yeah, like, you don't need, like, what's happening with my world right now with OSX and the slow internet connection of the Philippines is I'm having a hard time upgrading to Yosemite. Yeah, because... Like, if, if, okay. if I have to upgrade to Yosemite, that means I don't have my computer for two, three days at least because I have to download five gigs. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So... And if your connection speed is promised at 1.5 megabits per second, that's 1.5 Mbps, but it's only clocking in at around 2. Point, point to 50 to point 0.700 on a normal day, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like... That's uh, five days of your life. Yeah, that's three, 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 four days of your life without the computer you're using for work. So, you know. Yeah, so like there... Uh, that, that's why I like, or that, that's why I submit that stability is install it once and just forget about it while at the same time being up to date, which is what there a rolling go. distro offers. Uh, what was it? And, and, but then there is the argument of like the LTS five years stability, you install it and then you can forget it. But then we do have to remember that Windows XP is still in use. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so like theoretically, you could have your same Arch install for as long as you've had a computer. And you know what's so. scary me with those Windows uh, XP machines? Some of them are point of sales computers. Yeah, but that to be fair, like, as long as they're not connected to the internet, they're they're fine. Oh, they're connected to a network. They're fucked. <laughs> exactly. Not 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 necessarily the internet, but you know, you're connected to a network within the store. That there's oh my god like I don't even want to imagine sometimes yeah what's it right um if if, if you're if you're running like if you're running a really old operating system um even if it like like sure you can connect it like in its own network or whatever but it should never touch anything that's touched the internet yes <laughs> so you know like not not even not even it should never touch the internet right because. That's pretty basic, but it should never touch anything that's touched the internet. So, yeah. no flash disks, no uh, flash disks. <laughs> uh, connections with other tablet with the tablet. Yeah, no charging or, your phone on that machine. Charging your phone because scary stuff might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add with the? It has to be third worldable. Hmm. No, I really like how you put it, though. I really liked how you put it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. give it to a kid in the province. Like, give it a kid in a public school. You know, who's never seen the internet, and because of that, he's gonna love the internet. He's gonna love computing, not necessarily the internet, but he's gonna love computing. Yeah. Now, this machine just made my life easier. Yeah. 
This machine made my life better. Yeah. That has to be, like, it has to be third-rungable. Hmm. And the, the beautiful thing about it is it's not fixed. It means that if it makes your life better, it depends. If you're, is there a, if you're an engineer, uh, Hannah Montana Distro is not third world double to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, we're expanding the term third world double to mean usable. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Just overall usability. I think that's how I want to define it. The overall usability of it. Is it a complete package? <laughs> package. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, if you're a God-fearing Catholic, you're not gonna use Linux for satanic Linux. It's so. the same way that if you're a staunch Satanist, you're not gonna use the Ubuntu Christian edition. <laughs> there is? Yeah, dude. It's based off of 1204. Ubuntu. Oh, nice! Be- no, it's, there's not 1404. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, because I We th- should do a... I'm gonna do a, a, a freaking third word of all of this one. <laughs> Because what's I, I think the Satanic Edition you was ask Bob to do this. Yeah, yeah what? I, I, I think the Satanic Edition was like a was a what was poking fun at the Christian Edition, pretty much. I don't want to know. I don't. I don't want it. Even if DuckDuckGo doesn't track, <laughs> it's just I don't ever want to search for it. Yeah, but but that that's uh, that that's where the Satanic Edition came from. It was a uh, was poking fun at the Christian Edition. So, yep. All right, Eden. Uh, but either way, uh, let's just go to go through a rundown. Last, last, last rundown on our list, because I pretty much for me, uh, I just want like on my criteria for the perfect Linux distro is number one for me is a good desktop environment. It used to be intuitive graphic user interface, but then I just want something that is when I see it, I know how to work it. It's like pornography. Ah. <laughs> I was gonna say fashion. It's like porn. Work it, girl. <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Or, uh, not or. Secondly, I still retain smooth, a right mix of speed and sexy. And something that, and the third one is, it's never gonna disappear. Because a good community. If you know what, uh, if you, you're gonna be part of a distro and use it for the long run, it's nice if you know the people in it involved or, or, or how, what type of people are using that distro as well, just to see if it really is for you. Mm-hmm. And then I remove a good GUI package manager because I haven't used a GUI package manager in the past two years. Victory. It's just the little victories. Which, it's, yeah, it's the victories for you. Which means that sometimes it's just easier to type. <laughs> Pop up the terminal. If you know the code already, just type it. And a brainless install. Better if it's a checklist install. Mm-hmm. So that's that's for me. One thing only changed. Two things changed, I guess, in the past two years. And that's how I'm going to treat all the distros through you review. We give the third world treatment going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm removing customizable because that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tautology. Be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, fast. Sure. Uh, sustainable. <laughs> Sure, man. Sustainable slash stable, you know. Yeah. Uh, good robust repositories. I'm sticking by that, and I'm still sticking by an exhaustive installation process. Um, I'm adding. It's got to look good in its default. Ah, so you're moving customizable and changing it. Uh, looks good default. Yeah. Looks good colon default. Looks good comma default. <laughs> looks good in its default state. Ah. <laughs> All right, uh, you can get in touch. That's it, right? Yeah. Oh, anything um, else you want to add? Yes, oh. actually. Uh, okay. Just if Are anybody. You talk news? No, it's it's uh, about about Battle for West North. Oh, what happened to Battle for West North? Um, they are looking for. They're putting a call out for developers because they're undermanned. Oh yes. They're understaffed. Can I learn developing? <laughs> If you can learn C++ or Python. <laughs> oh my, I wish I can. Right. Uh, Westnoth needs your help. <laughs> uh, Westnoth is a project is understaffed. They have fewer than six developers working on each new version of the game. 
Wait, 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 what? There's only there's only just six developers for Battle of West Not. Yep. Um You mean to say that Battle of West Not has the same developer number as Half Life 3? Uh that's unforgiving. Battle of West Not should have more <laughs> than Half Life 3. Uh what's it? Yeah, and they're pretty much volunteers. Yeah. West North. The 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 six okay. At this time, there are fewer than half a dozen developers working on each new yeah. version, and even fewer of them are able to work on the engine itself. Um, the game itself suffers from an aging code base, and old software yeah. feels outdated. And our, the internal organization needs improvement. Yeah. So. Uh, and they were busy working on features instead of developing. Uh, uh, they're busy working on fixes rather than developing new things. Uh, we should we should put that call out. Uh, I'm gonna put this call out on our Twitter pages. Yeah, which you can visit at twitter.com/slash Fairworm Linux. Yep. Uh, for podcasts and stuff. Head over to channel14.com. Channel f o u r t e n dot com. You can follow channel14 at twitter.com slash channel14. And again, our Twitter is at twitter.com slash thirdworldlinux. We are currently have a new, uh, <laughs> we currently have different shows. Um, we just recently launched Radio Norm. It, it's, it's, it's a smooth sailing show about every man named Norman Tan. Uh, you have to check that out. It's one of our friends yeah. that just loves to fucking rant about stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I was trying to sell, man. I was trying to sell. <laughs> I was trying to sell it, man. Come on. <laughs> He's just rant. It's a rant show in a smooth manner. It's fantastic, <laughs> as he likes to call it. It's fantastic. So, um, what's our other shows? Uh, Th- Thermal Let's Plays on our YouTube channel. Minecraft Monday. So, you know, Minecraft Monday. If you're into Minecraft, check it out. Ironic Gamer, Miko. Fuck it. I don't know why he calls himself Ironic Gamer. Um, uh, apparently he says he's just gaming because, ooh, PC Master Race and everybody connotes it's Windows. It's ironic if it's, you know, you're using Mac and he's gonna expand to uh, Steam OS as well. So, you know. That's not ironic. That's, That's that. the future. Yeah. Wait, dude. Fucking SteamOS <laughs> is not ironic gaming. That's the future of video games. It's going to yeah, be the I year just, of the Linux desktop. <laughs> <laughs> just like from 2011 onwards. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, if you're into the whole like Minecraft thing, Miko does these Minecraft Let's Plays. Minecraft Mondays. Yeah, Minecraft Mondays where he does builds and whatnot. And if he um, lived up to his part of the bargain, if you're here for Minecraft Monday, welcome to Third World Linux. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> we hope we didn't scare you away. <laughs> and every Friday is a Let's Play, right? On our YouTube. Yeah, they do the Let's Plays. We should do Let's Plays for West North. We should. We should probably. Just fucking take over their and channel. Yeah, I, take over their Let's and, Play thing. And here's the thing. The requirements are low. I could probably run it on the iMac and record at the same time. Yeah. Ah. So so I guess we do West North Let's Plays. We have to do West Not Let's Play. And four of us can play. Yep. Uh, but what else? And even Norm. Even Norm, who says he doesn't have a computer right now, probably can play. <laughs> Wait, what am I thinking? We only need one screen for West North. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only need just uh, Ironic to record the, the battle sequence and Fog of War turned off and let's decimate each other or whatever. Right? Yep. We should do a third world Let's Play of him. Path for West North. Uh, we got Bodega Nights on Wednesdays. And, uh, yeah, what else do we have? And, yeah, just check us out. Everything is at channel14.com. That's C H A N N E L F O U R T E N.com. But that you probably already knew that, dear listener. Because I mentioned <laughs> it <you>. earlier. <laughs> yeah. Worth mentioning again, you know, <laughs> routine, routine. Dude! <laughs> Why are you up on my? Why are you all up on my swag? Why? What did I do? Seriously though, like subscribe and stuff. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. <laughs> See you in the off tangent.
made it this far, this is the off-tangent section. Wait, how are we going to- are we gonna connect with them, no? Dude, we've been recording for like, 52 minutes? Yeah. So, like, if we get them in, that's another, like, 40 minutes recording. Okay, so you don't wanna do combine with them or anything? Eh, you know, we just record- let's just do like an off-tangent- let's off-tangent for like 10-15 minutes, then jump back in and see what they're yeah. doing. We'll see. I'm, mm, yeah. Uh, I didn't actually got to talk about my OSX experiences, but it's okay. Well, we only touched on Battle of West North News, but it's okay again. Huh. But then, huh. I, I guess that's like off-tangent though, like, because OSX is not exactly... I like the hardware, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say about it. Well, yeah, that's pretty much like... That's a given. Like, if it's Mac, the hardware is amazing. And I'm going to give them that. Nah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like 10.7. <laughs> Same way, I don't like 10.6. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna like 10.10. Yep. Their, their new MacBook, dude. Although, although I'm telling you, man, fuck their new MacBook. The, <laughs> the one USB port, the one port, like. USB-C. Yeah. Like, USB-C is, is, is great. Like, USB-C is a good idea. It's about time that we had a USB port that you could just flip power. over. <laughs> right? Because that's... <laughs> it's, that, that's your thing. Not even that it could generate power. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that you can fucking flip it over. Because, like, that's the bane of my existence when it comes to USB, right? Like, oh. You know. Yeah, you go Batman on it, like, grr, grr. <laughs> it's like, grr. you try to plug it in. And, like, it doesn't quite go in. So you flip it over. And then as you're trying to push it in, you realize that the first time was the right way, but you just didn't commit. So the next time you try to do it, you commit, but then it's upside down. It's, you know, USB-C is good like that. But for fuck's sake, more than one port. <laughs> you know? Uh, they're going to, if they're going to sell? I don't know. Like, it's probably going to be like too expensive for anybody here anyway. <sighs> oh well. <laughs> One port. <laughs> That's why, you know, pass. Hard pass. Yeah. But what were we talking about earlier, dude? I remember talking about like something interesting. Oh, did you read uh did you read Hawkeye? Did you read Hawkeye already? No, I haven't read Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, again, my life has been split into fixing this or uh, this uh iMac and playing Borderlands 2. <laughs> Because like, oh my god, I'm back with video games. Oh lord, thank you. Thank you for the great gift that is video games. Yeah, play West North. Oh. Now, yeah, we have to play West North because I, I'm i sure you saw me playing West North, right? Yep. No. Yeah, way back when. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we were talking about Ouya, how Razer bought Ouya. Which I guess could yeah. be like a third world Linux topic in and of itself. Because we were talking about the Ouya. All those years ago, all those year ago, <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was. Uh, were we hopeful? I can't remember if I was hopeful for Ouya. We were very hopeful for the Ouya. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh uh, well. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> uh, got bought by Razer. At least the software. Yeah, because their hardware really wasn't going anywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, their hardware really wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if the problem is the hardware in itself, or the fact that it's free, or the fact that, again, you're only as good as the things that are on your platform. Hmm. Uh, the problem with the Ouya, I think, was... Well, part of it was they didn't... Like, they released... Too late, in the sense that the the processors, the video cards, and stuff that they had weren't, you know, state of the art at the time that the Ouya finally came out. One of the problems, um, and and I guess yeah, like the platform. Well, they were trying to keep costs down. They're never gonna have like a top of the line Nvidia card or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but then like the well, basically. Like they had outdated, they had an outdated video card when it came out. Like you could get something more powerful 
for the same price. Point. Diba? So, it's like... <laughs> it's it's the economy, stupid. What was that? that, that, that there was a headline like that, right? Yeah. Point, point, point. Um, it's it's really hard to know what 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 made Uya fail. Uh, I guess it could be numbers. It, there was a huge interest in Kickstarter anyway. Was it the follow up? Was it because of the lack of games? Was it because nobody was talking about it? Mm. Like for me, in a conversation economy like what we have nowadays, if you're not being talked about, you're nothing. And after Uya got you know share got got their share in uh that kickstarter pie and then people were looking for games to play were they able to find games to play that sustained them like say a triple a title they didn't have a killer app again you're only as good as your pla- uh, as the content of your platform mhm so that's why it always comes back to that even though you have crap hardware cuz it's pretty much the Wii, the first Wii was that. It was compared to the Xbox 360 and the PS4, a PS3, their hardware was inferior. Yeah. But, you know, Wii Sports. They had Wii Sports and that was it. <laughs> they had the casual market down. Yeah. Which I wish something Wii could have done, like given the price point and Wii could have unleashed that platform or gaming to a bigger audience. But oddly enough, it was Android that unleashed gaming to a bigger audience. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know. So, you want to go back and, like, invade the Bodega Nights recording of... Yeah, let's invade it. All right. And-